Thanks for joining us for another podcast from the youth team at Ballygown Presbyterian Church. In today's podcast, Andrew Norrie leads our 2020 Young People's Day service from home during the COVID-19 pandemic. He's exploring the story of Zacchaeus and how Jesus saw him just as he sees us. And thank you, Abby, for your introduction and for leading us in prayer. And thank you to all of the boys and girls who have taken part in today's service. I think that they have all been fantastic. Uh, they've risen to the challenge of recording this from their own homes and I hope that you have been blessed by our service this morning. It's great to be able to gather here this morning, albeit in a slightly different way. And whether you are a regular at our worship services or someone who's been picking up our services online, I am so glad that you have chosen to worship with us today. I have to say the last few weeks and months have been a little bit strange. You know, we're now hitting the 14 week mark since we last gathered together. And I know that I have missed seeing all of you each week, but it has been great to be able to connect with you all through our online worship, social media and WhatsApp group. For me, the last 14 weeks have not been easy. Living alone in a lockdown doesn't make for the best conversation. And when there's no visitors calling, there's not only no one else around to blame for the mess of the house, but also many days are spent in comfy clothes and housework is left to the next rainy day. But in the midst of the joy of slower days and empty diaries, there have been rough days. Missing friends and family, missing going to random coffee shops, and I know I've even found myself missing getting stuck in that morning traffic, craving anything for a sense of normality. But I know for me, as I'm sure it has been for many of you, it has been my faith which has got me through. Songs like the one we've just heard have become promises that we've prayed over our families, our friends, our village, our country and even the world. For us, the past 14 weeks since we last met have seemed like an eternity. But in reality, 14 weeks is a very short period in comparison to the time we have here on earth. Yet when we look at what's happened to the global church in that short period of time, I think it'll be hard for even the greatest sceptic to say that God has not been working. And as we've just seen, we've had many different versions of the blessing recorded. We've had the Irish blessing, the UK blessing, the Australian blessing, the South African blessing, even the North Korean blessing. And that list goes on. Groups of people that have been singing prayers over their nation and over the world. Prayers of hope, of love and prosperity. And I'm not sure about you, but those are the things that I believe the world needs right now. We've seen churches working together, ministers learning how to use Zoom, churches being broadcast into people's homes, and it's reported that sales of Bibles have risen. And nations, nations are collectively praying together. God, God is doing what he does best. He's taking a bad situation and he's turning it for his good, for the good of those who love him and call upon his name. And I think the challenge of the past few months, whilst they've led to many turning to their faith and for others going back to it, many have been left questioning, where does God fit in all of this? I know for me personally, back in March, I was very excited about the prospect of having all this free time to get caught up in housework, to read those books that I've been wanting to read or to finally clear that backlog of admin that's been piling up on my desk. But for me, my reality has been very different. For me, I have found this current season to be a bit of a challenge. And I'm sure I'm not alone in that. You know, very quickly, I became someone who went from really craving a few days without a schedule to really missing my daily rhythm. I found that in a way, I was having to find a new way to live. The daily rhythm of getting up and ready for work, spending time reading my Bible before I hit the road, and then praying as I journeyed to work. All of those things that I would have achieved by 9am just weren't happening anymore. 
In fact, if I'm being completely honest, being awake before 10am wasn't happening anymore. And I'm sure if we are all honest, we have all probably experienced something similar. Even the fact of not physically being able to come out to church each week will have had an impact on all of us. And for many of us, it will have no doubt left our faith that little bit shaken. But I know for me, the one thing that I've been able to hang on to is that one truth that has not changed, that God is still God. He is sovereign and our victory is in him. This morning, Andrew read to us the story of Zacchaeus in the book of Luke, a story that is well known to all of us. One that no doubt we were taught many, many times in Sunday school. And one thing I love about stories that we know so well is when God takes them, opens them up in a new way that you can't believe you didn't see before. You know, we all know the story so well. Verses 1 to 4 say, Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, who was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. And he sought to see who Jesus was, but could not because of the crowd, for he was short of stature. So he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was going to pass that way. Straight away, these four short verses set up the encounter that for Zacchaeus was going to be life-changing. We know that Zacchaeus wasn't the nicest of men. He overcharged people and pocketed the extra. But we also know that he wasn't very tall. And that in itself presented him with his first problem. Whilst he may have been very rich, it didn't bring him everything he wanted. And at that time, the thing he wanted the most was to be able to see Jesus. For me, I've always loved the fact that here is someone who gets it so wrong. He's outcast by society for his wrongdoing. But yet there's something within him that yearns for him to see Jesus. Immediately, he is faced with his first problem. He physically can't see Jesus over the crowd because of his height. And it's worth remembering here that at no point does the Bible say Zacchaeus wanted anything more than to see Jesus. The Bible doesn't tell us either what it is that sparks that desire in him to see Jesus. Maybe he's heard about him and the miracles he has performed. But the one thing that we do know is there's something stirring in him. And I wonder how many of us have struggled to see Jesus over these past few weeks because of the circumstances around us. I know that I have had moments where I've cried out to God, just wanting to see where he is in the midst of it all. For me, it's been a case of prayer and worship that have helped to get me through. I have had to position myself like Zacchaeus did to be able to see God. And that's exactly what verse 4 tells us he did. It says he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was going to pass that way. And this is where it gets really good. Zacchaeus is there, he's in the tree, and he just wants to see Jesus. And verses 5 and 6 then say, When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. So he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. That one small action by Jesus changed a man's life forever. And the knowledge of that can transform our view on things as well. Verse 5 says to us, And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him, and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste to come down, for today I must stay at your house. Jesus called Zacchaeus by name. In the midst of everything, Jesus saw him. In the midst of the crowd and the busyness and the screaming and the shouting, as he walked under that tree, Jesus stopped. We've all been in a crowd, we know how busy it is, we know how loud it can be. But at that moment Jesus stopped because he knew there was somebody there that needed him. And it was Zacchaeus that Jesus saw. I think the knowledge of that 
has so much power for us today. Because in the midst of the busyness and the craziness of everything going on right now, in the middle of the bad news and in the joy of the good news, in the confusion and in the uncertainty, it's that one truth that remains. And that is that in the middle of it all, Jesus sees us. We all know how the story continues. Not only does Jesus see Zacchaeus, but he tells him to come down and he goes to his house for tea. But verse 7 tells us how the people responded. But when they saw it, they all complained, saying, He has gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. Jesus didn't care. He had seen Zacchaeus. He had seen his need and his life was transformed from that day on. Jesus went to his home. He didn't take him to a temple or a holy place. He simply went to his home. The place where he would have been comfortable. That place where he lived. And for all of us there is an assurance there that just as he was with Zacchaeus in his home, he is with us in ours. For many of us we have this image that Jesus is locked in the church. But what happens when church closes? Over the past few months we have seen church buildings all across the world closed. But Christians all across the world have proved that church is most definitely open. Just like Jesus went to Zacchaeus' house and the Bible tells us in verse 9 that salvation came to that house. He wants to come and meet with us in ours. And there are several stories in the Bible where Jesus has ministered to people in their own homes. So why should it be any different now? You know, we may feel that not being at church we are away from our spiritual home. And that is going to have some sort of detrimental effect on our faith. But you know we can use this time in our homes to draw near to Jesus. We can use it to open up conversations with those we live with about faith that maybe we wouldn't get the opportunity to normally. Let us use the challenge of this current season to help us and those around us see Jesus. Because he most definitely sees us. And our challenge in this time is to do what Zacchaeus did. It's to position ourselves to see Jesus. And I wonder how we can do that today. As we slowly start to see the light at the end of the tunnel. As we start to make moves towards this new normal that we're going to be living in. Let us not forget the blessings that have come from this tough time. Let us not forget the good things. Let us not forget the time that church buildings were closed, that church left the building, but church very much was alive. Let us not go back to the way it was before, but let us continue to pray for and build each other up. And if this morning you are listening to this and something has struck a chord with you, please, please do reach out. We would love to chat with you and support you through this time. We would love to spend time praying with you. Likewise, if if you're watching or listening and you don't know Jesus as your own saviour, then we would love to pray with you and help you to come to a relationship with him and know more about him. Our contact details are on the church website for all of the staff team and all of us would love to connect with you. Or you can reach out now and, and chat to someone in the comments section. But as we come to the end of our time together this morning, let me remind you this. Jesus has already won our victory for us. And through all of our youth and children's work, that is one of the fundamental truths that we want our young people to know. We want them to know that Jesus died for them, he rose for them, and that victory over sin and death that he won was for them. Whatever the challenge you face at the moment, whatever your circumstances, remember this. Jesus sees you. And every year at this service I love to issue you all with a challenge or, or ask you to do something or pledge something, but this year... I want to pray a simple word of blessing over you all. And it's those simple words that we open this with. I pray that you would continue to pray these over your friends and your family, our church and our nation. 
If you're comfortable, you can stretch out your hands or, or bow your head, just whatever works for you. But let's pray. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. And may his favour be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children and their children. Amen. Guys, God sees you. We just need to position ourselves in this moment to see him. Thanks for joining us this morning. We hope and pray that you've been encouraged by this teaching. For more information on our youth ministry, you can visit us, valleygownpresbyterian.com or check us out on social media at Valley Youth.